It is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode, a Monday episode of the Chad Prather Show. We are right here with you, Blaze TV, uh, in Studio 22. That is right, the puppet master, the perfectionist, Mark, and Super Mario Chris Cruz driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity. Welcome, welcome, welcome. we got a lot to get into. We know that there's a lot to get into because uh, the world's just gone flat out crazy, folks, but I'm glad to be back with you. Hey, let me take you back to the year when we truly became aware that that crazy COVID was planning to kill us and we needed government overreach to save it all, save us all. Doesn't that just give you the warm fuzzies to know the government was there to protect you? The year was 2020. Oh, yeah, 2020. I remember it before the mandates and lockdowns and the quarantines, before we all unleashed our inner alcoholic, back when our biggest problem was a toilet paper shortage, back before mask Nazi Karen started crazed zombie stalking, the unsuspecting among us that loved unfettered oxygen, back when the Tiger King was cussing that bitch Carol Baskin and trying to lure another toothless meth head into his lair, when the orange man was bad, little rocket man was kept in line, and that scumbag Anthony Fauci was not yet a household name. But guess what else was going on in 2020? Well, People were dying in mass from something no one was talking about. Where was the government at that point in time? You see, in 2020, 1.5 million people were newly infected with HIV. Nearly 700,000 people died from AIDS in 2020, which when added to the 36 million people who have died since the start of the AIDS epidemic makes one wonder why nobody ever talks about curbing the behavior that causes AIDS in the first place. Mm, things that make you go Hmm. Hey, did you know that in 2020, 2.8 million people died from obesity? Heart disease claimed 17.9 million lives. Diabetes took 1.5 million of our friends and family. And yet the government had remained eerily silent on all those issues. It's almost, it's almost as if they really just don't care. Because if they cared, they would have banned fast food and refined sugars and industrialized seed oils a long time ago. But they didn't. You know, ever wonder why they didn't? I'll tell you if you listen, I want you to put your ear real close to the speaker or, or just get real close to the screen. You want to know why the government, that all-knowing, ever-loving, overreaching, sweet, sweet government, doesn't do anything about those issues? There's no money in it. That's right. 2020 was the year when we began to realize that we're all just bipedal lab rats. We are the government's Reese's monkeys. COVID became the government's covert plan to ID those who are submissive to the globalist agenda. That's what it's all about. They don't give a rat's ass, pun intended, whether you live or die, because this was never about your health. This was all about your pliability to their plan. Would you willingly lock yourself down? Would you put your faith in the overlords and relinquish your freedom when told? Would you meekly mask up? Who was going to fall in line and yet stay six feet apart? Who among us would take the jab to keep a job? They weaponized science and the medical community to play on your deepest mortal fears in order to get you to play according to their rules. How would parents respond when the government abused their children in the name of safety and turned school boards and teachers into Gestapos? This was never about our health. This was never about saving lives. And that includes grandma. No, this was one big sociological and psychological experiment. They saw an opportunity and they exposed us for exactly what we are. This is why Chris and Mark, this Joe Rogan thing takes on such an important significance. Here was a guy who was exposing some things. He was giving people unfettered access to information. Now, it was information that couldn't be controlled. 
The mainstream media couldn't control it. Mainstream media hates Joe Rogan. One, he draws more numbers than they do. Uh, he blows him out of the water in terms of viewership, listenership. Uh, here's a guy who just asks questions in a very simple, kind of uh, naive way. Uh, just makes for a good interview because he just lets the guests do all the talking while he sits there and smokes a bowl. And uh, people listen. But he, but he messed up, man. Where he messed up was he got out of the narrative that was making people so pliable to the overlord's overreach. And they had to crucify him for that. Uh, when he had Dr. McCullough on and when he had Dr. Malone on, I said then, I said, this is it. This is it. They're going to come after Joe Rogan. No question about it. I said the first thing they're going to do, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, I said they're going to come after him on the basis of racism because, let's face it, every comedian from the 20th century, if you could just pull clips of anything they've ever said, at some point in time, you can accuse them of racism. And now that we've moved into the 21st century wokeness, uh, that's just not going to stand up. So they were going to come after him for racism. And I said, if they didn't do that, or if they did it and, and that didn't stick, because let's face it, we're talking about a guy who's like best buds with Dave Chappelle. And on down the line, that goes. I mean, if you watch the old episodes of the Chappelle show, there's, there's Joe Rogan doing the man on the street interviews right there with him. Just a nobody, right? Remember when Joe Rogan was just a guy on Fear Factor? Remember that? He was nobody. He had hair. He didn't have that big uh, human growth hormone head that he's got now. Um, <laughs> he looks like Shrek. Uh, he's up on the steroids, baby. Um, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. We know that Joe Rogan is not a racist. He's not. By and large, Americans aren't racist. Um, but we know Joe's not. And the guy's just got a tracker. You know he's not. It's dumb. But they had to come after him. And literally within a week of me saying these words, guess what? First thing, India Ari, she dropped a thing saying that he made the Planet of the Apes comment a while back. And then there was the compilation video that came from the political action committee uh, or uh, PAC that was um, run by the uh, whatever brothers, Midas Touch. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But then they, start, they did the compilation video of him using the N-word. Um, and, and here's the thing. They're not done. They're not done with him because this isn't going to bring him down. So next they're going to go to misogyny. They're going to go to transphobia. They're, they're going to do all these things. They, you have to run it through. And the whole reason, and we're going to talk about this more in depth as we go through, but the whole reason they have to do this is they've got to bring the big guy down. And he's the biggest of the big. And, if they, and they're just trying to say, if they can prove that they can bring Rogan down, then what they're saying is, you're not a problem. We bring everybody down. We shut everything down. Um, we shut Blaze TV down. We shut Daily Wire down. Uh, and on goes, you just fill in the blank. We, we just shows that ultimately the cancel culture woke mob has the ultimate omnipotent power to cancel out lives and voices. So, huh. Let's talk about it a little bit. Man, I hate it. I, I really hate it because you have to dive into some stuff that just kind of makes my stomach turn, and it does. Um, one, well, let's just dive into it. Let's play the clip, first of all, that uh, 
Chuck, the, the, the very first element you got there, Chris, play that clip. Kat, you wrote on Twitter about Spotify. You went viral for a comment about it yesterday. Tell us your point of view first about this Spotify mess, because it's really dominated the week. Yeah, you know, what I think is interesting about the backlash against Spotify vis-a-vis -vis Joe Rogan is that... Um, you know, people are fundamentally angry about not being able to stop his audience from wanting news that is bad for them, uh, you know, <laughs> wanting something that's bad for them. So, you know, we're all haunted by the specter of this guy who's listening to Joe Rogan and internalizing this bad information and making bad choices as a result. But Rogan is like a weed that sprang up outside the mainstream media ecosystem and he thrived there and he has this huge audience. And that's what's really scary, that Spotify could kick him off tomorrow and it wouldn't make a dent. It wouldn't make a dent in his audience. People would still listen to him. And crucially, they still wouldn't trust more mainstream media sources. And I think that's what's really, really frightening to people. Yeah, that's it's because people love news that's bad for them. Uh, that's her logic right there. They keep going to Rogan. Um, but here's the thing. So I said years ago, it, and I'm in no way, do not mistake what I'm about to say. I'm in no way comparing myself to Joe Rogan or his success. But when, when I started to grow in terms of social media following and viewership and listenership, and, and believe me, it used to be a lot bigger than it is right now. Um, censorship is real, but I used to say, you know, there were a number of things that I could have done kind of flash in the pan ideas that could have made me a lot bigger, a lot faster, but I was trying to grow a business using social media and I wanted to grow it slow and deliberately. And that's why I've always been responsive and I've always cared about the people who are tuning into the things that I have to say, whether it's a social media post or a video from the truck or this show. And I've always, or a live show even, and I've tried to be careful with all of that stuff. So I built it deliberately. The beauty of what Joe Rogan's done with his audience is he's built it deliberately. He didn't just win a contest. You know, it, Joe wasn't on American Idol and suddenly he's an overnight household name. Uh, he built it. You, so you can't take away the core of the people who are listening to him. So you, you can't just steal that. Now, you can diminish the outsiders, the fringe group, but I don't even think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen because this guy, whatever the magic is, and my God, I, I would love to piss this many people off just to get this kind of attention one time. Uh, I mean, like, what do I have to do? Um, I'm reasonably certain you're not going to go back and find a montage of clips of me using the N-word because <laughs> they just don't. So that's it's like, mm, well, I don't know what I can do, Chris, other than just flog you publicly since you're a brown person or something. I don't know. But something's got to happen. Anyway, Joe built it deliberately. And they're going to play these clips. And I've always said the claim of racism, the problem with that, is that when you have the strangers who are calling you a racist, that doesn't count. Doesn't count. So I built a whole brand called Unapologetic. The whole basis is don't apologize. Joe apologized. We'll get into that too. Um, but. These people who are accusing him of this, they don't know him personally. Literally no one in his world, whether first, second, or third degree of separation with him, people who have interacted with him. I mean, show me a producer of Joe Rogan's 
who's going to come out and say, yep, got a long-time relationship with Joe Rogan. He's an out-and-out racist. Show me somebody in the comedy world who's going to say, yep, that Joe Rogan, man. Show me somebody in the MMA world who's going to come out and say, dude, man, he hates black people. You're just not going to find it. It's not going to happen. Because the people close to him know he's not a racist. That's why it was a douchebag move for The Rock to come out and go, well, you know, um, I stand with Joe Rogan. We'll get together. I'd love to be on Rogan's show sometime. We'll have some tequila together. And then he's going to flip-flop and say, oh, wait, I don't know the guy. I mean, I, 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 you, I, ha, ha, ha. you look like a douchebag. Um, so my issue with Rogan coming out and apologizing is, who are you apologizing to? Because nobody's actually offended by what you said 12 years ago. It's just like um, uh, the football coach with the Raiders. Um, what's his name? Does anybody really care about his locker room bullshit talk from emails 10 years ago? No, they just want to expose this guy and get rid of him and cancel him out. Um, which I obviously did because I can't think of his name. John, whatever. Grudem. So, you know, this whole thing is you show me, like if somebody accuses me of being a racist, well, I'm going to look at Mark and I'm going to look at Chris and I'm going to say, hey, you guys are my friends. Y'all have known me for a long time. Am I? And then it's up to, you know, if they tell me that I am, then I'm going to take a, a hard soul search you know, I mean, look, I'll be, I'll be very candid right here. When Candace was the producer of this show, there were times when we would all be in here and we'd be joking around and some things would be said off the cuff. Well, every now and then the executives upstairs are listening in. And one of our executives called me up there and said, you might want to chill out on that. Like, I, you know, Candace is in the room. We want to be careful. We want to be respectful of her. And, of course, Mark's her husband, so we certainly want to be respectful in front of Mark. And I was like, you know what? Totally blind. Didn't know I was doing it. Will never happen again. And, uh, and, it, and that's the thing. You expect the people close to you to call you out on those things. But when the woke mob, the cancel mob comes after you, no. That's not something you step up and you apologize to. Like in my case, I went to Candace. Mark, I don't even know if you know this or not. I went to Candace. I said, hey, listen, if something was said, and it was, you know, I do apologize. Um, and so, you know, those are, cause nothing was directed at her. It was just sexist. sexist. Um, and there is no doubt about it. I do say things and uh, party foul. Steve does say things. He's not here to defend himself. So we won't get into it, but, but we do say things. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, sometimes I, we don't even think about who's in the room with us. Right. Um, and, and usually don't give a shit. But, but when people are my friends and, and they come to you and they're like, eh, you, you're getting just a little over the line, that's when you want to check it. But that's not what happened in Rogan's case. I want to dig a little bit deeper in this thing and just talk about the hypocrisy of it all. Before we go to break, um, uh, another Joe, Joe Biden, if there's one thing that dude's good at, it's making us all feel like we need to stock up on guns and ammo. Got a new gun this weekend, as a matter of fact. And ammo! Uh, this has caused prices to jump 300% in many law-abiding gun owners to stop training. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. It's a revolutionary system that allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm in the comfort, safety, and privacy of your own home. This gives law-abiding gun owners uh, the opportunity to train anytime they want. You don't have to make any inconvenient trips to the range or expensive practice ammo. You don't have to spend money on that. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, start your training experience right there at home. It's going to help you develop the muscle memory with the dry fire training, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, a whole lot more. 
And it comes in all the major calibers, including two, two, three for your AR, so you can stay sharp with all your firearms. Go to itargetpro.com and get another 10% off, plus free shipping when you use offer code CHAD. I spell it, Chad. Smartest way for you to practice pays for itself in a day. The letter I, targetpro.com. Use offer code Chad. Be right back. Y'all know I get pretty fired up about this whole cancel thing. I mean, I wrote a whole book called Am I Crazy about the woke mob and the unapologetic, you know, patriot takes on that that cancel culture and woke culture. Um, it's insanity, and I don't like it. Um, it you know, and, and again, you're not, they're only going to try to cancel the people who are not being pliable. See, if you're pliable, as I said in the opening monologue, if you're pliable to the plan and the overlords say, hey, you're useful to us, then they'll let you go. Um, I, it, 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 you know that's true. That's the hypocrisy of the whole thing. Because we've got, and I don't want to play the clip. I don't, nobody else needs to see Joe Biden using the N-word. Um, and again, he's quoting something in context. He's quoting something someone else said. But of course he said it. My issue with Joe Biden is we know he's a racist. His buddy was Robert Byrd, who was a grand poobah of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, he says, you know, fine individual. Um, he talked about, you know, coloreds on a bus. He talked about, um, you know, racial jungles. He talked about, <clears throat> you know, the, the busing and all this kind of stuff that was going. You, you've heard the stuff from Joe. Um, and I don't want to play the Joe Rogan compilation. <clears throat> because, again, what you need to do is if you really care, like if you really need to hear Joe Rogan say the N-word, Go back and see it in or hear it in the context in which he said it. Now, I don't think <clears throat> I'm a free speech guy, obviously, but I'm not going to run around just uttering phrases and words that I know are, are going to be used as epithets to get somebody. It's just pointless at this point in time in society, in our culture in which we live. There's no there's no point in it. Right. And listen, I have very colorful vocabulary, but I'm not into the game of just insulting people for the sake of whatever. I mean, my God, I have to live with the fact that I was born in New Jersey, so I have to be called a carpetbagger every day. <laughs> Which is a pretty interesting thing for you civil... I love the people who talk about, oh, yeah, you're such a racist, and they call me a carpetbagger. And I'm like, okay, easy there, uh, Civil War reference. Um, they're so stupid. That's like the people calling somebody an Uncle Tom. You don't understand the context. Um, but I do want to point out, uh, you know, the various people who called for Joe... You know, like Jim Acosta, he said anybody else would lose their job, talking about, you know, talking to Brian Stelter and all that. Well, first of all, the dude works for himself. He's built his own empire. Now, whether or not Spotify chooses to get rid of him, we'll talk about that in a minute. That's up to them. We'll see if we can, they can make him cave. Right now, it's still good. I know as of this morning, Rumble came out and offered Joe $100 million for the next four years to be completely uncensored. But again, I, you know, I don't know that Joe, like, I don't... <laughs> Again, it's not like Joe is some big, you know, flaming racist that's out there that needs to be censored. He just put out information. He sat down with people on both sides of this issue. I mean, he had Sanjay Gupta, among others, yeah. uh, who we don't agree with. But uh, I just, the, the people who are pliable, you can get away with anything. For instance, let's play the clip, the long clip, not the one Glenn shared this morning on the radio. Play the long clip of Howard Stern. 
I hate blackface. I just can't get this shit off. <laughs> Besides, Whoopi done wrote everything I'm gonna say here tonight, so it's all right. Ain't that right, you smelly nigga? <laughs> I didn't write that. Well, you is a smelly nigga. <laughs> I got some more jokes for your New Year's Eve party there. You're not tired of this. And don't be racially offended because Whoopi done wrote them for me, okay? Here go we go. Go ahead. Black hole. Black hole. Who will love this? Hello there. What do I love most about the Whoopi? Oh, yeah. Hey. Central has great timing. Hey, Robin, what does you call a black rocket scientist? I don't know. Oh, no. We'll be rolling, we'll be rolling. Hey, did you happen to notice this? No, what this is This here that? is my mother, Mama Dancing. <laughs> Why, she done work in blackface, too. She must be very proud. Yeah. No, I know you really love me, Ted. You the man. Uh, I tell you, you know, you the man. <laughs> <laughs> what done happened to Sherman's career? <laughs> it's really over the end. I want you to give us a kiss, you uh. smelly coghead coon. I love May you. May I say something yeah. here? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can say whatever you want, you smell it. Oh! <laughs> Whoopi wrote that. That's it, Ted. You didn't know I was going to say that. Whoopi had no chance to write it. I don't accept that kind of language. You can call her whatever you want, but you don't talk to me that way or I'll leave. Well, don't let the door hit you on your big black ass, mama, on the way out of here. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. Now, Whoopi, you is a filthy <laughs> I didn't. Okay, so that was from uh, New York, uh, New New Year's Eve special. 1993. Uh, and of course, they were playing off of the whole Whoopi Goldberg, Ted Danson, when he came out and did his thing in blackface. Um, so the hypocrisy is there, right? And so you got Howard Stern, who in recent days, even, if it's, it talked about everybody thinking about going to run for president and all this kind of stuff. And, and so uh, where, where's the outrage? Where's the outrage? You want to go dig that crap up? I mean, well, look, there it is. We gave it to you. So cancel Howard Stern. Kick his ass off SiriusXM. Where, where are the calls to SiriusXM? To, he's got a whole effing station. Like three of them on SiriusXM. Like, like you get a whole other package if you want Howard on your SiriusXM. Like if you want Channel 100 which is Howard's station, you got to pay extra to have it, to have that in the catalog. So, you know, Spotify, listen, you can go get Rogan's stuff. It's free. It's free. And, and, and you, I mean, I mean, at what point in time are we going to say, okay, no, SiriusXM, we're done with SiriusXM, we're canceling them out because they don't care. We know that Stern is pliable. We know that he is sold out. He's sold out. Sold his soul at the crossroads, and they know they've got him under control. So you know what? He can play right there. They just play him the way they want to play him, but he's not going anywhere. And, uh, you know, I remember when our friend, our friend, Gavin McInnes, uh, was, was uh, parted ways with uh, what was CRTV. And, you know, they had the compilation of him using the N-word. And, again, it, it, you know, the, the mob came after him. They had to shut him down. Um, and so I remember when Bill Maher, Bill Maher was sitting in front of uh, Ben Sass, wasn't it? And it was Ben Sass who, who talked about being a house in, in words, said he doesn't work the fields. Uh, so <clears throat> where's the hypocrisy? Or where's the outrage for the hypocrisy, I should say? So, uh, you know, that's um, now granted, granted. 
some of Joe's jokes, yeah, stop, dude. I mean, like, that, like I don't know where your brain was when you said some of these things. Like talking about going to see the movie Planet of the Apes in a black neighborhood, bro. That's You had to know they were going to get you on that. Um, I mean, like me, obviously, they skip over the racism. Like, I'm the least racist dude on the planet. And people say, oh, you're, he must be racist because he said that. Okay. Well, I talked to my gay Jewish uh, agent in L.A. this morning. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've had Hispanic producers, black producers. We got Chris over there. I don't know what Mark is, but he's something. And so, you know, like my history has been like, I don't care. Like, it's like racism. America's not a racist country. It's not an effing racist country. It's a blessed place to be. It's a blessed place to live. We have progressed past this garbage. 22 people. 22 people were shot in Chicago this weekend. Who do you think shot them? Is that black on black crime? Is it? Now, maybe you could point your little finger to where the real problem is. Like, let's, let's focus on the fact that 76% of black homes don't have a father in them. Let's talk about that. Why the change? Why the change? Let's talk about the smash and grab culture that's going on right now. Let's talk about this, this the, the, the culture that just totally destroys any form of true language and has exchanged it for ghetto rappy bonics garbage that nobody knows what the, you're talking about. And that's, that's become culturally okay. And for me to even call that out and say, I don't know, you know, that's racist? Well, listen, at what point in time you going to cancel Eminem and Snoop and Dre and all of them? Cancel them out because it's every other word. Every other word. So it tells me you don't care about the N-word. You don't give a shit about the N-word because at the end of the day, you don't give a shit about black people or black culture. You don't care. You don't want to deal with the real issues. You don't want to deal with the fact that nobody knows where the money that BLM has raised is even going. You don't even know because you don't care. And by the way, when they're burning down black communities, when black people are burning down black communities, where's the outrage there? Where is BLM to come in and rebuild that? Doesn't exist because they don't care. Let's cancel that son of a bitch. And Chad, I want to add a little bit more to your thing. Yeah. Did you saw over the weekend where Memphis BLM founder Pamela Moses mm -hmm. was sentenced to six years mm -hmm. for illegally voting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, that's something. <laughs> well, you talk about you talk about misplaced priorities and allegiances, man. I got more to say about that. Uh, cause because let me tell you, it, it, people are waking up, dude. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take another second. I know we gotta go to break. People are waking up. They're seeing through this crap, dude, because they overplayed their hand. Yep. They wanted to make you so pliable to believe a narrative. And some of you mutton-headed sheep out there are absolutely doing it. Yep. But my God, you talk about misplaced allegiances. All right. A lot of people, um, you didn't make your New Year's resolutions this year. I get it. I, I didn't either. Uh, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't still find a way to shake things up a little bit, whether by switching up your workout routine or going someplace new. Whatever way you challenge yourself this new year, there's no better way to do it than with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. I actually have been working out a lot, man. 
So the Raycons have been in my ears. Uh, those wireless earbuds are the best way to bring audio with you. Because no matter how much you shake things up, literally, no matter how much you shake, run, walk, whatever, they're not going to fall out of your ears. They fit perfectly. Uh, the everyday earbuds look, feel, sound better. Uh, and there's also awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings. So you can take Raycons with you wherever you go. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they're not going to budge. Trust me. Uh, I've tried. They got uh, eight hours of playtime, 32 hours of battery life, and they're priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of the other premium audio brands. So there's no wonder that Raycon's Everyday Earbuds have over 48,000 five-star reviews. Right now, my listeners, my watchers, my viewers, you people, yeah, I said you people, you're going to get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash watchchad. That's buyraycon.com slash watchchad. Save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash watchchad. We'll be right back. All right, let's uh, change gears a little bit before I have a coronary. Um, <laughs> let's see if I can figure out something else to be pissed about. Hey, you know the old saying where there's a will, there's a way. Well, it's true, and that statement could easily pass for the definition of the American spirit on the world stage over the course of its history. But what happens when the way that will opens up gets hijacked by an ideology that absolutely and positively does not want it to succeed? What happens when the forces that be impart their will on your world by the twisting machination of bully influence. Now, you've all been hearing me and a lot of others actually talk about this trucker convoy going on in Canada. You know that my support is fully behind them in the cause of ending all mandates related to COVID all across the country that is the oversized and overgoverned great white north. And of course, if you've been paying attention, you know that they've come under fire from all the usual suspects who hate their cry for freedom. The latest of these, you all know it, you've all heard it, you've read about it, GoFundMe, which announced last Friday that it has removed the Freedom Convoy 2022 fundraiser from its crowdfunding platform. <clears throat> now, the reason given, which seems perfectly sensible on its face, is that some of the people involved in the otherwise peaceful protest have begun committing acts of violence. Now, that's what GoFundMe said. The organizers of the fundraising campaign, though, they made sure when they set the whole thing up that they specified that the funds raised would only go to people who acted peacefully and in accordance with Canadian law. But the crowdfunding platform has decided that that's not enough. As of right now, people who have given money, you can request a refund, Everything else left over will be distributed by GoFundMe to other charities of the Freedom Convoy's choosing. Now, originally they were saying they were going to choose. Now they're given the choice of the Freedom Convoy. So sweet of them to change. Uh, now, if the only bits of information you have to put together an opinion about all of this are the ones that I just gave you, you might well be justified in thinking to yourself, well, that sounds legitimate enough. I mean, if in fact there's enough people in the trucker convoy who are disobeying the law and causing mayhem, there could, and there could be then it's well within the rights of GoFundMe to pull this thing down and decide not to be involved in it at all. They're a private company. I know, blah, 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 blah. And hey, I'd even tend to agree with you, except, except, except there's this one little nagging thing that just kind of bothers me. And let me let you in on it and see if it bothers you as well. A quick little 30-second Google search or DuckDuckGo, whatever you use, is going to tell you in no uncertain terms that GoFundMe has no problem 
with Black Lives Matter groups raising funds on their site. Now, it, it may have been a while since you glanced at your calendar, so let me inform you, it is February of 2022. You've had a good long time to take a look at what's been done in the name of the BLM organization and GoFundMe. Now, where's the outrage over what's been done in their name? Where's the pulling of the crowdfunding campaigns? And yes, I said campaigns, plural, because there's a shitload of them. In short, why are you reacting to the trucker convoy protest in this way, but have ignored an insanely more violent group of people? I mean, it couldn't possibly be that the trucker convoy's message doesn't fit your freaking narrative about how the world's supposed to work, whereas Black Lives Matter does, right? Now, it couldn't possibly be that hypocrisy runs rampant through every progressive wackadoodle leftist in every organization whose strings are pulled by them. Could it? Could it? I don't know, Chris. Could it? See, folks, the thing that gets me pissed about all of this isn't the harsh standard. I agree that businesses like GoFundMe have the right to do pretty much whatever they want within the confines of the law and the contracts they agree to. And that includes having an out clause in a situation like this. But what frustrates the hell out of me, and you too, I'm sure, is that they don't hold up the same standards across the board. And what that means in sad reality is that bias is the reigning word of the day. Bias. Bias. So as much as I hate to keep having to shake the dust off my shoes every time I leave a company behind because of their woke behavior, I'll continue to do it till the day I die. Go fund me. I got to say it. Go fund yourself. I guess we're going to have to find another crowdsourcing company. We can make them rich. And they're out there. They're out there. I've been finding them. And um, I can't think of the main name of the one, but uh, it's a good one. It's out there. I posted a thing. I, I was pretty eloquent on social media over the weekend. There was a lot of stuff in my crawl and I had to, um, I had to share it. But one of the things was about this trucker convoy and the pulling of GoFundMe because I made it a personal philosophy when I started in the social media thing. When, when social media blew up on me uh, and it started to get big, I made a personal policy in my mind. I said, I'm never going to share anyone's GoFundMe um, deal. So I, people got pissed at me. How dare you have such a platform and not share? Well, you don't understand. I was getting hundreds and sometimes thousands in a week of GoFundMe requests. I didn't, I, I didn't have time to check, see if they were legitimate, all that. But I knew that if I ever shared one, I'd have to share them all. And it would be hypocritical of me not to do that. But then I started looking into the business of GoFundMe, and I didn't like what I saw. And so I said, we'll find alternative ways to help people. And that's what we've done. Um, we've consistently given. We've consistently raised money for different organizations and different people, different needs. We've done that. And uh, we'll continue to do that. 22Ts.com. Go to watchchad.com. where all the fun stuff is. Um, and, Chad, I think the company you were talking about <coughs> is uh, Give, Send, Go. Give, Send, Send, Go. go. Yep. Dot com. Dot com. And give, that's the one. Send, that, Go. That's the actual one. It's the number one free Christian crowdfunding site. Yeah. And it's the one that actually is kind of took over the convoy crowdsourcing. And it, they're knocking out of the park right now. Yeah, they're now. killing it. Yeah. I'm glad you found that. Thank you. That is the one, givesendgo.com, uh, if you want to contribute. We've been selling T-shirts um, about, you know, the Truck Yes shirts that we've been doing out of my store. And we've been donating proceeds from it. Um, and uh, I've, I've been so deep in campaign stuff that in personal statewide run for governor, 
that my businesses have kind of fallen by the wayside in a lot of ways. Um, we're having to rebuild some of that. So I appreciate your patience and your continued support there. Um, but I don't have a nonprofit organization. I have to pay taxes on the money that comes to me. And I still we still give it, right? So I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just saying there's altruistic ways of helping people. And it really pisses me off that now you got the police up there taking their fuel away from them and, and loading all this stuff out. And uh, screw you, GoFundMe. We'll be right back. A couple of weeks ago, we were um, we were here at the studio, and I was walking through, and there was a guy. We meet all kind of people here, you know, folks just sitting around. You never know who you're going to run into. And there's a guy here, and introduced myself. His and he he introduced himself. His name was Adam. And he told us he said he'd just driven here from California. And he started this company that makes these steel fire pits, and they're gorgeous. You've got one, Chris. You've seen it. The uh, it, 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 they got the he puts he changes out the plates on them, seventeen seventy six. Let's go, Brandon. He, Brandon, he can do all this custom stuff. It's just fun. It's kind of cool, and the light shines through. It's beautiful. And so it, it, I, he was telling me a story. I was fascinated by it, right? And then I saw him on TV the other day. He had driven back from California out to the Trump rally in Conroe, Texas. Had the fire pits out there, and I was talking to him the other day. I was like, bro, I got to commend you on one thing. You got a lot of drive, bro. I mean, he builds an incredible fire pit. And the reason I bring it up is because we still have snow and ice out here in the parking lot. And we were iced in. That's why we didn't have a, sh- a new show on Thursday. And um, I sat by my, my fireside over the weekend thawing out because I like to be outside. And I sat out there. And he told me, he said, well, I'm got, I've got a $300 off deal going uh, for the rest of the week at uh, myfireside.com. And I said, I'm going to give you a shout out, dude, because I got to tell you, he, the dude's got some drive. It's an incredible product. But I love sitting in my, my uh, complex there with all my neighbors with Let's Go Brandon in the fire pit. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, anyway, I'm headed out. I'm going to be in Midland, Texas on um, Friday night, February 11th. Get your tickets at watchchad.com for all the fun stuff. Is It's going to be a comedy show. We're going to come out, bring the ragamuffins. We're going to have fun, do some laughs, do some music. Going to be back at the Wagner Noel. Plenty of tickets are left. We're even doing meet and greets if you want to buy those. Uh, but the tickets are at watchchad.com. That's going to be this Friday night. I want you to come hang out with us. Um, I, I'm just <clears throat> blown away by just the hypocrisy. Now, get this. This just popped up. I want to, I want to share this with you. Check this out, Chris. And going back to what I said earlier about how they just don't care about the black community, the Biden administration, and this is serious, they're going to fund crack pipe distribution in order to advance racial equity. That came out today. A $30 million grant program. Uh, it's going to begin in May. We're going to provide pro- funds to nonprofits and local governments to help make drug use safer for addicts including the grant which is overseen by the Department of Health and Human Services, are funds for smoking kits, supplies. Uh, these kits are going to have pipes for users to smoke crack, cocaine, crystal meth, and any illicit substance. Uh, they reduce the risk of infection, blah, blah, blah. But the whole deal is for advancing racial equity. Because that's what's going to bring the black community up to a place of equality of opportunity. 
is let's keep them smoking crack. That's racist. And we're funding it. We're funding it. And you going to worry about Joe Rogan? My God in heaven, dude, this is insanity, insanity. I'm sick of using the word insanity, but I can't come up with another word. The asylums are empty. They're all in office. My Lord, have mercy. (laughs) You know what I need? I need a TikTok. Let me see it. Hi, I wasn't planning on posting again today, but I just need to fucking say something. All right. Non-binary and gender fluid people, anyone, like, (coughs) they don't fucking owe you androgyny. Period. I'm getting so sick of seeing like a fucking threads of comments in my comment section being like, oh, well, well, she looks like that, so she can't go by they, them pronoun. you. I've been going by they, them pronouns for four years now. I'm pretty comfortable with it. I know what I identify as. You don't get to police that for anybody but your own self. Also, I've had to fucking delete and report a bunch of comments of just men being utterly disgusting in my comments. And of course, I've been having issues with men in real life lately too, and I'm just so done. Everything, like, yeah, so a bitch just needed to rant. Have a great day, but also, again, reminder, non-binary people don't owe you androgyny. Off, off. Well, the only word I understood that she was saying was the one that was bleeped out. The rest of it was completely confusing to me. Uh, but based on her makeup, I could see that the clown insanity ain't going on in their minds is now starting to express itself on their face because they're dressing themselves and moving their makeup as clowns. Um, she's a very sad clown, I think. Uh, and she's having trouble with men. I wonder the F why. I mean, look, look. <laughs> I mean, you're a they them. Dudes have a hard time finding one clitoris, all right? How are they going to find all of yours? I mean, do you not see my problem here? (laughs) Cancel him. He said clitoris. How many you got, darling? (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Don't worry. I got a good Prince Albert. It'll hit everyone. Hello. Hello. Uh, you know, I, look, this, this is, uh, we, we've lost a generation, folks. Uh, we've lost a generation because we've turned our men into beta soy male cucks. Um, they have no sense of um, masculinity whatsoever. The things that are good, Amy said it on the show last week. She said the stuff that they call toxic are the good things. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the way culture is. So I, I weep for my children. My, my third daughter turned 18. Uh, yeah, on Saturday. So happy birthday, baby. And um, my, my kids are all basically adults now. Um, and thank God they haven't bought into this weirdness. There's just nonsense and this confusion uh, that's out there. And it's no wonder. I mean, again, how are you going to confuse your identity so much and then you're going to cancel somebody for supposedly identifying somebody according to their race? That's the weird kind of thing that makes just I don't the logic doesn't make sense. Anyway, we'll be right back. So two new shirt ideas I sent over to Alexander. One I stole from Beck. I stand with Rogan. <laughs> uh, and then the other is uh, um, I violate community standards. There's a few new shirts we're going to put out at chadonblaze.com. Go over there and check them out. And uh, helps me out, that's for sure. Helps Chris out. 
helps our show out overall when uh, you support us by buying merchandise. But uh, come see me in Midland and come hang out with me and the boys uh, Friday night there in the Permian Basin, Midland, Odessa. I'm calling you out. Watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is. And again, please, Prather2022.com. We're getting close to the primaries March 1st. Uh, We're going to see you tomorrow on Tuesday. Just know that I love you. God bless you. Don't use the N-word. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. (laughs) 